You're listening to the Synergy Leadership Podcast, a discussion with engaging, empowering, and enlightening leaders about the greatest competitive advantage in business and entrepreneurship that often goes unrecognized, a team's energy. Here's your host, the woman who puts the energy in Synergy, Karen R. Jenkins. Welcome to this edition of the Synergy Leadership Podcast. I am so honored to have a very special guest with us, Ms. Camille Burns, who is the newest president and CEO of the Women's Presidents Organization. Camille, I'm not gonna delay this at all. I would like for you to introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us who you are, a little bit about your background, and then a little bit about the WPO and, and what that organization is. Sure, sure. First of all, Karen, it's so wonderful to be here. I'm really, really happy to have a conversation with you today. So as, as you said, I'm the CEO of the Women Presidents Organization. Uh, the Women Presidents Organization, for people who don't know, is a membership organization for women CEOs and presidents of multi-million dollar companies. So we have about 2,000 members around the world that meet in chapters, usually on a monthly basis, small groups, 15 to 20 women. Uh, and it's like having a board of advisors of other women CEOs and presidents and uh, time to really, you know, look at your business from up here and, and learn from each other and, and share experiences, expertise. Uh, we have about 144 chapters now. So um, it's, been, it's been an exciting ride. And um, my background is that I've been with the organization a really, really long time. I came to the organization about 20 years ago when the organization was very small. US-based, uh, I think we had 20 or so chapters, 200 some odd members. And, um, and I just thought it was an interesting concept and an interesting opportunity. And, and here I am 20 years later, uh, trying to lead the organization into the new world and into the future. Well, first and foremost, congratulations as the new president and CEO of the Women's Presidents Organization. I know uh, that you have supported this organization from the ground roots up and to now take the realm and, and, and be leading it into the future, I think it's phenomenal. And, and who better to do that than you, Camille? Oh. <laughs> um, share with us a little bit about the transition from being a part of the organization to now leading the organization. What was that transition like? You know, it, it's had its bumps. Um, I think that one of the positive aspects is that I know the organization inside and out, and I know what the different roles are. I've been there. I've done that. Um, I've, I've pretty much worked the majority of jobs at some point within the organization, although... Um, now I'm really working to bring in some some excellent expertise and experience and and just that kind of value to the organization with new team members that are coming on. Um, but it, you know it was a it was a road. It was a it was a road a long road a little bit. Um, we Marsha Firestone, incredible woman, founded the organization, started it from one group in New York City, and and got us to where we are today. And we worked together, obviously, for 20 years. So it's a different story than I think a lot of businesses who transition the business to somebody else and that um, it's not a family business, but Marsha and I worked so closely with each other for so long that in some ways 
it felt a little like that and um, and just figuring out how to make that transition work. I will say because we're a nonprofit, we have a board of directors and they were extremely helpful in just helping us map out the way and figure out how to make the transition go as smoothly as possible. And um, and I think in the end, you know, we we're here and Marsha has retired and um, and she's doing great. And I think the organization is uh, in a great place and we're we're moving forward, moving ahead. Well, well, as a, a woman president's organization member, of course, we have to give our, our platitudes and thanks to Marsha and her vision and all that she has done. So, so we're so grateful for her um, leading this organization for these 20 years and, and glad to find out she's doing well. Um, you know, one of the things about Synergy Leadership, when I think about Synergy, for me, it's about leveraging the energy that I have. Tell people that you know you're responsible for the energy that you bring into the room right you go into a room and you come in with positive energy, you'll be met with positive energy and sometimes we go into situations and people don't respond to us a certain way and we're trying to figure out well why is that and it's probably because we're so much in our head we're not realizing that we're bringing in some not so nice energy ourselves right mm -hmm. um so synergy leadership is leveraging the energy your energy and the energy of your team or the energy of your organization or the energy of that are around you to go in some common vision or mission to, to accomplish some, some common goals. So when for you, I know it was challenging to take on this new role, but then I look back on the fact that you took on this new role a couple of months before we got locked down with COVID, right? Mm -hmm. And taking that, that leadership role of, you know, how do I manage the organization and keep the organization to be even viable. Share with us what were your thoughts and what did you do because we want to go somewhere with that um, as far as what you were thinking and doing. Here I am, this new president, CEO of this organization, and all of a sudden COVID happens and boom. Where were you with that? Well, you know, I think like a lot of leaders, there wasn't a whole lot of thinking at some points. You know, it was just sort of going with gut and really... One of the things I think I bring to the organization is that I have a tremendous amount of passion for what we do, and I have a tremendous amount of passion for our members. And so with the pandemic hitting and, and working with business owners, um, immediately it was like, what can we do to serve our members? The, the business world was flipped upside down, and particularly in those first few months, it didn't really matter what industry you were in. It was terrifying. Business owners didn't know what they were going to do. They, you know, women care very much about their teams, their staff. And I think there was a lot of concern about, you know, wanting to keep people employed and, and wanting to do what they could for their teams. So really it, it just shifted us kind of on a dime into like, okay, how do we support our members? What can we do? What content can we put out there? How can we train our chapter chairs to, to run meetings virtually? You're in a virtual group, but there are, most of our chapter chairs were in person, high touch, you know, chapter chairs didn't even know how to use Zoom, some of them, and, and trying to get them all to a place where they could run their meetings and, and run them really effectively because members needed each other. They needed each other more than ever. And so what we were really focused on is what can we do to support them, help them get through this and help them stay a member and be part of the community so that they could, um, members could help lift each other up, really. And, and so with 
being a business owner and or being a leader as you are with, with the organization, one of the key factors of success is being able to pivot. So we have to pivot when things happen. Maybe something happens in the economy. Maybe our, our clients' um, choice and products and services changes. But this pivot, right, was phenomenal. Nobody anticipated this. Mm -hmm. Nobody even project this but it was the businesses that were able to pivot and the came in the point of maybe do I go into different service maybe I just pivot and how I do my business and one thing I can appreciate about you Camille is you know we met at um, the first WPO conference I attended I shared with you my challenge of not being able to get us attached to a local chapter because I guess it was duplication of that I don't know what the deal was but you listened. So when we talk about leaders, the fact that you listened to a concern, and when I came to you and said, well, would you consider doing a virtual chapter? And I think we were in, we were at the Women's Enterprise. I think we were at Enterprising Women Conference, actually. Yeah. 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 That there, and you said, well, let's meet again. And, and we did. And I think Lucenta Lewis and I met with you on the phone. We actually were some some state, I don't know, we were attending a conference and, and held another conference with you. And it was phenomenal to, to be a part of such an organization that, and you said it earlier, you're so passionate about what you do and you listen to the heartbeat of your organization and your members to find out what they needed. So I'm gonna tell you personally, I have to thank you because we were going to meet, I think that December of 2019 and something happened with my schedule and your schedule. So we couldn't connect right then. And you were in the middle of your transition into your new mm -hmm, world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, life goes on and we we're still planning to meet. And then the COVID happened, right? So we, everybody was in their world. Right. About what to happen. And I cannot tell you what it meant for me to get this call from you. And you said, Karen, we talked about doing a virtual uh, WPO group, would you be interested in joining a pilot? And I'm like, okay, yeah, when? Like, <laughs> right. And and not only that, but the fact that you assigned a a coach and and Bobby Cohen, that was just, I can't tell you, there, it's just something about this group. So we came together under your leadership and we met, I think, it might have been weekly or bi biweekly. Like it was so full, like a year. It weekly for the first month because we felt like you yeah. you all might need to meet weekly. And I think it was April of 2020, right? And so when you're in that mode and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm running this business. I don't know what I'm doing. I, you know, I'm this COVID thing. How do we handle this? Some of the members had lost 100% of their business. Some had lost some of their business and some had, um, you know, it's just kind of waiting for the, the, the ball to drop. And, but it was such an awesome community for us to leverage all of our energies, right? So we talk about synergy leadership. And this group, I can tell you, and everybody has said, I don't think we would have meld as, as well as, as this group as if we were all together in the same state. Like we're all, we, we have Canada representatives. Mm -hmm. We have some, where is this? I think she's in Hong Kong. One of the members is in Hong Kong. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. even know that. <laughs> yeah, she, she just joined. Um, I think she's from someplace else, but she's in Hong Kong right okay. now. But it's phenomenal to have this group of women coming together, lifting each other up, being there, being that ear, you know, and you hear, okay, well, I'm having this problem. And, and then, yeah, this one, yeah, I'm having that problem too. And then the group kind of 
comes in and helps solve. Mm -hmm. You talk about synergy and synergy leadership from, from your direction and, and decision to put this in play up until Bobby's leading us through this process to the members coming in and just you know, getting in where they fit in. I, I personally want to thank you for my group for your leadership. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And thanks for signing up for the pilot right away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we started the pilot in April. We launched the chapter in June. Yeah. That's how impactful it was. We said, yeah. no, we can't do this pilot play play thing anymore. We're ready. Yeah, <laughs> we're good to go. <laughs> so it, it, it's, a, um, I know people talk about mentorship and mentorship is important. And I know Marsha has been an awesome mentor to you. And I've always looked for mentors. And I actually got choked up when I told my story to our chapter because I have been looking for a mentor for years. And although I've had pieces of mentor, you know, you learn from mm -hmm. scenarios, different people. They weren't, I guess, what you would call a true mentor, but they, they were people that I could learn from, whether it was from a distance, whether it was from a book, whether it was from an event, whether it was from somebody I've seen in our community. But I've never really had that person that the, their title was my mentor. And the support, the guidance, and everything that I got from our WPO group and that virtual chapter from Bobby's leadership to the women's just connection and guidance. And I, I literally teared up when I told them this, but they were the closest thing to my mentors that I had ever had. And it was a phenomenal feeling to be in that mix and to be in that group to know that there was people there that just wanted to pour into me as much as I wanted to pour into them. Mm -hmm. agenda. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no agenda other than yeah. being together and helping each other. Mm -hmm. So you are at the, at the helm of an awesome organization. I will tout your, your praises and the praises of the organization from here to the mountaintop because we need that, and especially as women. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. About women mentors, and, and I'll let you talk to that in a minute. Um, you know, I look at corporate America and, and which is run primarily by men, right? Mm -hmm. And then those men see other men that come in that are young and what do they do? They take them under their wing and they go play golf and they get tight. Right. right. The, the washroom conversation. And that's nothing, something that we don't normally have access to. Mm -hmm. Share with us your, your perspective on how you or WPO and, and this group of phenomenal women come together to provide each other that level of support? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I think it's all about community, right? And I'm a big, huge believer in community. I think nothing was more apparent in 2020 and how much we need community. We need people in our lives. We need to be around other people. We get energy from each other. And with community, I, I think within WPO, there's sort of this value of all ships rise. You know, if if we all rise, it's better for everybody. And so I think that's where that really comes into play is whether it's in your chapter and people show up for each other. 
people are there to help each other. We, I mean, we saw this time and time again, particularly in the pandemic where chapters were having meetings in between meetings because someone was struggling or had a challenge and, and members showing up for each other to help them. Um, we, during the, particularly the first round, first and second round of PPP loans, there was just a tremendous amount of community coming together to help each other. We, we had a message board at that time and uh, that we just put up a message board, CARES Act, and members were, okay, I just got a PPP from this bank, call this person. There were accountants and attorneys putting free advice up there on how to get a PPP loan. This is what I'm telling my clients. This is how you need to fill out this form. I mean, it was, it's that giving that WPO members do. It's, you know, they don't, nobody needs to take the time out of their day to go on a message board with WPO members and, and share resources, but right. members do. And I think that's what's, it is, I mean, I love your, your synergy leadership and that, that idea of harnessing the energy of everybody, because I, one of the things I'm most proud of is we had very few members go out of business and, you know, it's, this is still a process, but I think there was just so much support for each other and everybody, when, when the groups come together, there is just an energy that's created so that everybody can work together and everybody can get through this and everybody can try to, whether in some cases it was survive, in some cases it was thrive. I mean, we've had members who did incredibly well in 2020. And some of that was industry. Some of that was just that pivoting, making the changes, seeing the opportunities. But it's, you know, it's that working together that I think uh, is what makes it work, is what makes it work so well. Well, I know at, at one point, because there, there were requirements to be in the WPO, but I think it was two years ago when the conference was in Charlotte, there mm -hmm. was another outreach that the organization did with women business owners that may not have been yes WPO level yet. Mm -hmm. Build your business, build your business program, yeah. Lifting and growing, and, and mm -hmm. I said about a, a rising tide raises all ships, so Talk to us a little bit about the mentality of women WPO business owners and even that event, the event that reached back, right? I think it was Phyllis Newhouse that, that spoke and I heard her say, you know, when you go through that door, when you make it, make mm -hmm. sure you keep the, the latch open for somebody else. To mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Phyllis is such a great example. She's on our board and, you know, Phyllis's business has grown. I mean, what she's been able to succeed since she became a WPO member is, is incredible. She's just an incredible woman. And, uh, but with that event, it's an event that we have annually called Build Your Business. And it's actually an event of our foundation. And when, why we started doing this is we thought, okay, women are coming to the conference. Women have set aside uh, the majority of a week to come be together, learn, and be part of this conference, which does, is for women running multi-million dollar companies. I mean, that's the, that's the WPO requirement. So this event is really, we, we look at the, the local community and we invite women in the local community who are business owners, but who are not at that million dollar level yet. So women with two, three, $500,000 businesses who have, the dreams and the aspirations and the goals to get there, but in some ways don't know how, in some ways, you know, and, and we all know, I mean, only less than 3% of women-owned businesses ever make a million dollars. 
and there are huge barriers for women and, um, and getting them over that hump is, is huge. And so that event, we invite our members to come share their stories to talk about what they learned along the way. And that's why that event is so powerful. The attendees love it because I think, A, there's a lot of learning that comes out of it. You know, how did you start your business by yourself in your basement? And now you've got 40 employees and, you know, you're running a company and you have business in other countries and all of the things that are, I think, really inspiring, but um, also just a lot of learnings. And, And I remember actually at that event, I think it was after your panel, you were on a panel with Lacenta and a couple other women and just talking about how did you get over that million dollar mark and and what did you do and, and how did you get there? And I remember one woman standing up, I don't know if you remember this, and just saying, I never once thought I could run a million dollar business until today. Yeah. And that's what I think it's all about. And, and I think that's that mentality in WPO is, um, is okay, Let's help out and, and let's platinum and Zenith members. The Zenith members show up in credit all the time. Our Zenith members have to have $50 million businesses or above. And the average revenue in Zenith is 200 some odd million. I mean, these are big businesses and they show, they show up to meetings. They speak to chapters. They've done panels. They are so supportive of the businesses that may not be at that $50 million mark because they know they were at a million dollar company once and they know what it takes to get there. And and I think Karen, one thing that was so powerful that happened also in 2020 is we launched a content portal with Harvard where there's Harvard content that's available to our members and the Zenith group underwrote that. Marjorie Krauss, the chair of our board, who's a Zenith member sent one email and said, you know, I think this is a great pay it forward. We want to do this program. We need this much money. And it was less than 12 hours before the whole entire thing had been paid for. And I think it is, it's just that same spirit of giving and supporting each other. And and, and the synergy and the growth. And for me, it was a power, my very first WPO conference, I think it was in California. And to be in a room full of WPO members to look around that room and go, oh my gosh, all of these women who look like me or similar to me or, you know, different shades of me, right? But the fact that they were women mm-hmm. and the number of women in that room was powerful. So even when you talk about the build your business group for them to come into that setting and mm-hmm. see what was possible. And I think the possibility is what's important for other women to see. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my coach one day and she said, well, Karen, do you visualize your business and kind of where you're going? And I'm like, mm, not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I disagree. She said, yes, you do. I said, what do you mean? She said, you have a daytime. So this is my daytime. Okay. <laughs> But it says, you know, I, before I know the plans I have for you, Jeremiah 2011, um, she said, but you have something that you carry around in your daytime and that tells me that you're looking for a vision bigger than where you are. And I said, okay, you're right. And this is it. Oh, okay. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think it was electronic, but every year that I have gone to the conference, I've always attended the 50 fastest growing women-led business uh, programs or ceremonies, mm-hmm. and I've always come home and taken it and kept it in my 
in my um in my agenda oh my gosh I love it you know you do stuff subliminally you don't really know that you're doing it but I did I did that for that purpose because mm-hmm. I'm okay I, I got to see what's possible yeah and we can make that possible because for me I'm about impacting people's lives and how can I do that mm-hmm. not about money for me it's about growth and prosperity for the people that work with and then I surround myself with. So I want to impact people's lives by employing them. I want to impact people's lives by providing a great service, which is, I think, the mantra, if I'm not mistaken, of the majority of the WPO women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can we help? Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate, this, you know, you and I could probably talk to next week, right? <laughs> taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to wrap up, Camille. Is there anything in particular you would like to share with our audience? What would you like to leave them with? You know, one thing that I think that I've really learned in the last year and I think is really important for for business leaders is never waste an opportunity to change. And I think that what 2020 delivered, even with all of the challenges and all of the loss and it was a very hard year in so many different ways. And I mean, I personally lost my father in 2020 and I know everyone experienced tremendous amount of loss and um, the, you know, there's a lot of upheaval and everything that's going on, but I think what this is, is this an opportunity to change. And I think there's things we've needed to change as people, I think as individuals, as a community, as a country. And, and I think that many people who took that opportunity or are, are in the process of taking that opportunity to change, it's been extremely powerful. And I think too often, people can get stuck in what what's working well. And sometimes things are working well and you don't feel the need to rock the, rock the boat. But what 2020 did is rocked our boats like crazy, right? And I think that organizations like WPO, like your organization, like so many companies that took that and said, okay, well, we gotta do things differently because this is not possible. And we're not going back. Those are the businesses that just have, survived, have thrived, and have just continued to really grow, have employed a lot of people. I mean, now uh, there's WPO meetings where the challenge is they can't find good people. And a year ago, they were freaking out about letting go of all of their good people. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing in just a, a year's time, um, some of the shifts in some of the businesses. But I think it is that taking that opportunity to change, not being scared, and just, you know, diving in and seeing what happens. Thank you so much, Camille. And, and we're still praying for you and your family and loss of your father and for all of our WPO members who may have had a loss, either you know, a loss of grieving the business or grieving a loved one. And we thank you for your leadership and, and to all of our WPO sisterhood. We thank each and one of them for all that they do for our overall community and our country and actually the world because we are international. We are, we are. <laughs> I hope we can have you back again soon. Camille. No, anytime, anytime. You know how much I love connecting with you. So <laughs> anytime, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Well, thank you again. And to our, our, our listeners, we thank you for joining us for another episode of the Synergy Leadership Podcast. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Synergy Leadership Podcast with Karen R. Jenkins. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, rate, review, and share our show. See you next time.